I'm so tired. There's not enough hours in the day. Bullshit excuses. I've got too much to do. I have to work late. I have to run the kids around. The bullshit excuses. I have to get up early tomorrow. They end now. This is fitness for nine to fivers. You work day-to-day jobs. In fact, you may even have two, and you've been trying to fit in a healthy lifestyle. We have the solution. This is fitness for nine to fivers. And this is Andrew Marsham. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Fitness for Link Fivers podcast with myself, Andrew Marsham. Today, we are going through a very special topic, one that has probably never been more um, more important, and that is four must-dos to shift to a positive mindset. Um, for those listening to the podcast, if you haven't done so already, grab your completely free two-week trial at the, the top link in the description as well. By all means, jump in if you haven't done so. But without kind of further ado, as I am running behind a little tonight um, and pissing about my usual 8pm slot. Um, I am going to get straight into things. As usual, we are live at 8pm. If you would like to come on and join us for this call on a Thursday evening, you can do so in the Fitness for 95ers Facebook group. But let's get into things. So we are going to cover the first, the four, sorry, must-dos to shift to a positive mindset. Now, I will go as far as saying that the mindset that you approach your health and fitness program, the mindset with which you live on a daily basis is more important than the tactics of the meal plan, of the structure of the workouts, of the the new, the new intricacies of how a program is put together. The mindset with which you approach something and the mindset which you apply to life on a daily basis is, in my opinion, more important than fucking anything. End of story, period. If you can figure out how to apply a positive mindset consistently over time and use tactics and the strategies and some of the things that I'm going to kind of discuss today to, to switch to over to a positive mindset, when you do go through those harder times, you'll be unstoppable. The first one I'm going to get into here, and this is something that I have mentioned before, um, as a gratitude practice. Some of you may or may not heard of this before. I use something called the six-minute diary. I do it three minutes in the morning, three minutes at night. It is not a lot of time invested for the day. Part of that is doing a gratitude practice. Literally writing down three things you're grateful for. Simple. Sounds hairy-fairy. I know that. It sounds kind of up in the air, whatever you want to call it. But the reality is this stuff works. It brings you down. It brings you centered to, to really what's important. What are three things you can find to be grateful for today? Like, shift the conversation. What can you be grateful for? It could be a roof over your head. It could be the fact that the majority of everyone here has has, has invested in themselves, has actually the, the, the ability to invest in themselves, especially this current thing. They are in a support network. It could be a friend, a family member, a partner, a brother, a sister, whatever. It doesn't matter. Could have been something someone done for you yesterday. Does not matter. What are three things that you can be grateful for? Write it down every single day. Find something to be grateful for. 
so often we get dragged into the mindset or the 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 victim's mindset of the world's against us and that everything's against I've, I've never got time for this. I can't do that. Bullshit. Change the conversation. What can you be grateful for today, tomorrow, next week? Um, and again, the six minute diaries are good. Gives you a good framework for that. It also kind of goes into another couple of planning tactics and things like that as well. So again, I would highly recommend that you can get the book for like. 18 quid on Amazon um, and I think it lasts you like six months it's next to nothing um, and that you just kind of work through that on a daily basis there's daily weekly monthly exercises and things like that as well so as uh, uh, something I highly recommend doing um, and just spending a couple of minutes doing that each day what does really genuinely make a difference um, one thing that I haven't really done but I know a lot of people find it popular as well is sending three gratitude messages each day I haven't taken it this far I probably should um, but sending a message to somebody you haven't spoke to in a while old friend relative person thank them for something they've done months ago going to make you feel good <laughs> it really is um, and again um, doing something like that just on a daily basis things like that compound over time so that would be my kind of first action point there um, second one and this is going to sound very grim <laughs> but bear with me in this one um, I do this periodically I do this from time to time I don't really have a set schedule for it sometimes if I just feel myself getting pissed off angry frustrated and I can, I can, I can feel, I can feel the negative mindset slipping in, which is very easy, especially at the current time with all the lockdowns, the restrictions, the almost never-ending pounding that we're getting. Um, and this is this. I know how this sounds, but sitting, sit for sixty seconds, a minute and a half, and think about the person you love in the, the this world the most dying in a car crash tomorrow, or or, or something along those lines. That, that sounds fucking grim. I really do know that. Like, I'm not I'm not saying otherwise. But genuinely sit there for a minute and a half and think about it. You will probably get reasonably emotional while you're doing it. I, I have done. Um, not to the point where I've been crying or anything, but I've certainly gone, fucking hell. <laughs> like, you come out of it going, oh, do you know what? Maybe being stuck in traffic for an extra 10 minutes today wasn't so bad. <laughs> maybe them not having the right brand of cereal in the shop wasn't too bad today. You know, we get so caught up in the minutiae and so frustrated at the smallest of things. I understand this lockdown's tough. I'm not saying it's not. It's been hellish for everyone, but there are worse things in the world. You know, there are literally, we are, everyone in this call is privileged to some extent, um, just being on this call. So again, I think that perspective that you do go into a daily uh, uh, into each day with makes a massive difference to how you perceive your day and the mindset you then create throughout the day. That technique, that tactic that I just mentioned, is something that I use again when I'm when I'm feeling a bit meh. Which which happens. Like I, I'm not going to say here stand stand here and say it's all sunshine and rainbows for me. Ninety nine days out of a hundred, it's not. Like <laughs> I have my ups and downs like any other human being. Um, but implementing a little ta like, tactic like that if you're having a bit of a shit day and a shit time just makes you realise how unimportant some of the small things are. How unimportant some of the frustrations are. You didn't lose weight this week. You didn't. You missed a workout this week. Whatever. Who cares? Just get back and track next week. Get back on it tomorrow. Get back on it the next day. It happens. 
nobody's nobody's died. You know, it's not the end of the world. Um, again, I always I've brought this up multiple times, but there's a couple of new people in the call, so I'll kind of touch on it. But I like to to look at decisions from a perspective of ten minutes, ten months, and ten years. Is this going to affect me in ten minutes' time? Stuck in traffic, pissed off at something, angry. Okay, it might. Is it going to affect me in ten months? Something like that? Probably not. <laughs> Is it going to affect me in 10 years? Definitely not. If it's not going to affect you in 10 months and 10 years' time, it's probably not even worth thinking about. You've got better ways to spend your mental energy than by worrying about the small bullshit of the day. Especially people... Listen, I worked in a, a place as well. I worked in the shipyards in Glasgow up until August. That place was full of people with a negative mindset, the kind of people who you said, how how you doing on a Monday morning? And they said, shite. <laughs> like, that was the kind of place that was. Um, another day in here, all that sort of patter and talk, that's what you were surrounded by. And it's very easy to get dragged into that. Surround yourself with positive people. Surround yourself with, with people who are doing things in life, who are going places, who are positive, who are, who are fulfilled, who are doing these things, you will notice a huge difference in your mindset. Um, the third one here, and, and it kind of ties into it to what I kind of touched on there, um, but the, 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 there's a kind of element of two things here. So the first one would be, the first part of this is surround yourself with positive content. Like listen to people who inspire you rather than following a lot of people in social media who are going to do nothing but piss you off, anger you, or maybe you get jealous of. Why not follow the people who actually inspire you? Who is where you want to be or doing what you want to, you want to do? Follow them. That's, that's who you should be surrounding yourself with. Whose podcasts are you listening to? Are you listening to the news hammering out a death count every single day like it's a fucking game show. If you are, then you're probably going to be dragged into all of that bullshit as well. I can't tell you the last time I turned on the news, and I'm not going to do it anytime soon. If I need to know something, somebody will tell me. <laughs> like, if it's that important, somebody will tell me. <laughs> um, uh, that's something that I, that I find really, really effective the the content that you consume that what you listen to what you let into your mind on a daily basis is what you're going to become your thoughts become things if you're constantly thinking negative you're surrounded by negativity that's all you're going to be and that's all you're going to get caught up in if you surround yourself with positivity surround yourself with people who inspire you again you don't need to literally hang out hang about hang out with them or go on a night out with them or sit down for a invite Tony Robbins out for dinner. You don't need to do that. Like, but you can listen to some of his podcasts or, or watch some of his talks. You know, surrounding yourself and listening to people like that on a daily basis fucking does make a difference. It really does compound it over time as opposed to to, to getting caught up in the, the social media storm or the 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 next wave or whatever you want to talk about especially in times like this there's never been a time certainly in my life again I'm only young <laughs> I like to think um but there's never been a time that having a positive mindset has ever been more important 
what you let into your mind on a daily basis is what you're going to become. It's what you're going to, to, to be the version of in a few years' time. Your thoughts will literally lay themselves out. They will literally become who you are on a daily basis. If all you're doing is being surrounded by negativity, that's all you're going to think about. Um, and the kind of the, the, the kind of next point off of this, I, I know I said there was four, but there's, there's probably five if we really talk about it. Um, but you're going to die. <laughs> this is quite a morbid one tonight <laughs> but you're good like we're we this, this is a finite resource you know your life this is a this is a finite it's gonna it's gonna finish one day <laughs> someday you're not gonna wake up um and that will come probably sooner than we all think um i'm 28 it feels like i was 18 10 minutes ago um but at the end of the day Listen, you only get one shot. You literally get one blast at this game. If you're not doing something every single day that gives you some form of joy, it doesn't need to be a complete... I'm not saying, I'll fucking leave your job and go and chase your dream tomorrow, you know? Like, there has to be a bit of execution behind it. But you literally get one shot. I will happily sacrifice television, Netflix, the news all of that bullshit to try and build a legacy, to try and help more people, to try and build something of my own over the next 5, 10, 15, 20, God knows how many years. What are you willing to sacrifice on a daily basis? What are you willing to give up now to, 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 to benefit you tomorrow? There is, I highly ever doubt anyone is going to look back on their deathbed and go, ah, fuck. I wish I'd watched more series on Netflix. <laughs> I very much doubt anyone's ever said that or will ever say that. I watched Breaking Bad as a series. I watched Sons of Anarchy as well. I couldn't tell you a fucking thing that happened in them now. <laughs> I could not tell you a thing. Now, I'm not suggesting you go and bin television and you overhaul your lifestyle overnight, but there has to be a limit of, to it, of, of what you're spending your time on. What are you allocating your time on on a daily basis? Does it genuinely fulfill you? Does it genuinely bring you joy? If some of those things do, fantastic. Listen, I play Call of Duty on a Saturday night. I watch The Office with my, my girlfriend sometimes. I include those things in moderation, yes. But are you doing something on a daily basis that you enjoy, that's moving you forward, that's giving you fulfillment? If not, time to reassess. Like, again, you only get one shot. The only ROI in life to me is not money. It's not success. It's not fame. It's not any of that bullshit. It is happiness. At the end of the day, were you happy? Are you happy? If not, do something about it. If you're waking up unhappy every single day, every single week, I can't face Monday. I can't do this. The conversation has to change. In this day and age, there has never been more opportunity with the internet. <laughs> if you want to do something, if you want to learn something, if you want to, to go after and chase your dreams, whatever, there's never been a time. Like, Colonel Sanders built a business at 60. Like, you know what I mean? So he started Kentucky Fried Chicken at 60. If there's something you want to do, if there's something that's that's dragging you down on a daily basis, you have to start asking yourself the question, is this what I really want? Because more often than not, it's that continual just, it's always Groundhog Day that drags you down. And I've done it myself for years. I had my 95 for years. It was fine. I was happy. I was, I was in a good place. I was never really 
too, too down with what I was doing, but I always wanted more. There was always something I wanted to do. I always wanted something on the side. And after God knows how many years of training, seven or eight years of training, I finally started this. And it was the best decision I ever made. And, and, and helping people, I'll throw that in there, helping someone is one of the biggest things you can do, do to shift a positive to shift to a positive mindset. You're struggling, go and help someone. Trust me, it'll make a difference. Um, number four, the, the kind of final point here, um, we'll finish with this, and that is the, the positive self-talk. The way you talk to yourself is massive. The, the thoughts and things, you, I, 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 can't, I don't know the, the, the stats off the top of my head, but I'm going to throw a number out there just for the sake of it. You have like 20,000 thoughts a day. Now, that's not accurate, but it's, it's not far off. Like it's, it's tens of thousands a day, easily. You literally become a byproduct of what you're thinking and how you're speaking to yourself on a daily basis. If you're constantly saying to yourself, I can't, I won't, I can't do this, I can't do that, nah, uh, that's not for me. If you're constantly giving yourself that never-ending pounding, you need to change the conversation. Whether you uh, whether you can or you cannot, I think that was Henry Ford, you're right. Like, anyone who's achieved anything in this planet was 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 gifted was born the same person as you was born with, with a level playing field um you'll find that for example this is kind of i'm getting more into business here but um i think it applies across the board like not anyone who's ever been in great shape or is in incredible physical shape was probably at one point in terrible shape there are genetic elite there's always going to be um there's always so that one guy who had a fucking six pack he was 12 and <laughs> now he looks absolutely incredible like there's that one person that, that is that and that's there's always going to be people like that but myself i started at eight stone that's that's when i started in the gym i was 120 pounds eight stone like 50 something kilos, very small, very skinny, very insecure, had zero confidence. If you told me nine years ago now, I started training, I'd be sitting in front of a Zoom call with a somewhat successful business based around fitness, <laughs> talking to people about fitness and their goals, I'd have fucking laughed in your face. <laughs> we underestimate what we can, overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in a decade, I think, personally. Um, I think that's another very good saying, but at the end of the day, um, the way you talk to yourself on a daily basis, if you're constantly bringing yourself down, if you're constantly saying you can't, if you're constantly saying you just don't have the ability to do this, you never, ever will. So switch the conversation. Do you want to book a photo shoot? Do you want to get in the best shape of your life? Do you want to lose 20 kilos, 30 kilos? Pick a number. Like, it doesn't matter. With consistency and effort, you will get there. There is, that, that, that's that's the game consistency and effort over time but what people fall off for and why people stop is because they have a bad week or motivation's low and they've, they've hit a plateau or something's happened and it's threw them off a bit they're, they're feeling a little bit down they're feeling a bit negative and what happens you start all this negative self-talk oh I've tried now I've, I've tried this time I really did I tried for three months you're fucking 30. <laughs> like you've you've got a lot of years to live and you've lived a lot of years. So until you can honestly turn around and say if you're struggling with something, if you're whether it's fitness, whether it's health, whether it's fat loss, it doesn't matter. Until you can turn around and say, 
I have consistently been doing this for three years and I've seen zero progress, <laughs> then maybe there's, that's worth a conversation. But no one has ever and no one will ever say that. The, the, the reason most people fail and they always fail is, is that lack of consistency and effort over time, which all stems from a, from a negative mindset and thinking you cannot do it. Because if you believed you could do it and you genuinely could and you wanted it enough, you would do what it takes to you would do what it takes to keep going. So that that way, the way you talk to yourself, the way you speak to yourself on a daily basis, you can, you will, you must. If you start talking to yourself that way, you'll start executing, you will start achieving. Um, that's certainly my own experience, um, and, and, and certainly something that, that I would highly recommend as well. So to kind of recap the, the four must-do's for a for a positive mindset. Start with the easy one. I eased you in with that. Um, that was the gratitude practice, number one to start. Number two, sit and think about the, the death of the person you love the most. Oh, how fucking grim that sounds. I know it does. Um, number three, yes, you are going to die one day, so you might as well make the most of it. Um, there, if, if <laughs> I always think about this. If I'm lying in my deathbed in 50 years' time, what I would give to have every minute back that I wasted. What I would give to have every hour back that I spent pissing about being unproductive or, or not doing something that, that that I should have been doing. Um, you would all probably pay an arm and a leg and every cent your wallet for it <laughs> at that time. And again, the way you talk to yourself, massively, massively important. Um, so that is my four must-dos for a, for a shifting to a positive mindset. Um, hopefully I didn't cause anyone to start crying or anything tonight there that's <laughs> a bit of a, a more of a hard-hitting one than usual <laughs> not your usual follow your meal plan and stay in the training program to style but that's what we do here <laughs> i'm not just all about that any personal trainer who tells you he's in the meal plan and training program business is ignorant at best and fucking stupid at worst <laughs> it's all about the mindset to me at the end of the day um, so let's get into this today. Now, if anyone is listening and has any questions and is on the call, either unmute yourself and jump in or um, fire them into the chat box if you don't want to, to talk. Um, there was some from the group. Louise, did you put a question in? Did you put a question in, Ella? I no? don't think so. Well, was it, it must have been last week. I, I think Keith put one in and it was um, around the meal plans. It was... Is the, is the weight in the meal plans raw, uncooked? Yes, everything in the meal plans is uncooked weight. Um, absolutely everything. Your your protein sources, your your pastas, your rices, all that sort of stuff. Um, let me see. Question time. Here we go. Right, I would like to know macros. No, nope, that's that's not a question. <laughs> um, that's a that's a coach one. Um Keith, some days in work meals, meal times are restricted. Yesterday I split my evening meal in half and had supper for and half had half of it for supper. Is it okay to do that? Absolutely. So think about it in these terms. Even a day doesn't happen in a vacuum. Like it's not like the clock strikes midnight and everything you've done today or yesterday disappears and it's a, it's a big reset at midnight. That's not how this works. In terms of calories, in terms of fat loss, what I will say to a lot of people as well is, if they are, um, if you are 
for example, going for a night out at the weekend. You know you're going to have a, maybe you've, let's say, <laughs> I was going to say you've got a wedding, right? Fuck knows when the next time MD will be a wedding. But if you think about an event or something like that, where there's going to be a lot of food, maybe you're drinking, it's a kind of all-day thing, you know you're going to probably go over the scoring calories. Listen, nobody here is, and I'm certainly not, David and Jordan won't either, nobody is going to sit in here and say, yep, listen, mate, you've got to, you've got to find some plain chicken and rice and you've got to, to drink diet drink diet juices all night. Like, no drinks, nothing. You're, you're on a fat loss plan here. <laughs> right, nobody's saying that. In situations like that, what you do is bank calories. You maybe shave 200, 250 calories off a day for five, six days before the event. That gives you then a buffer for the week of 1,000 to 1,200 calories. Same in a day. If you find that, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm full tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm not hungry. I don't need to, to force feed myself. I'm, not, I'm trying to lose fat. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm satiated. I'm good to go. Do you know what? I'll maybe have it tomorrow night when I'm sitting down. It's Friday night. I'm going to have a film. Maybe I'll have some extra calories then. You can do that. No problem. And especially when it comes to within a 24-hour period, if you find that having meals at certain times or splitting them up makes your life and your day easier, that's it. That is the game. The game is consistency. That is it. If you can be consistent with what you're doing, you will get results, period, end of story. So whatever you need to do to be consistent, for example, if you've got split shifts or if it's awkward, if the timings are weird, we need to shift meals, we need to decrease the number of meals, we need to increase the number of meals, doesn't fucking matter. Focus on hitting your calories in a 24-hour period and again in a seven-day period after that. Focus on the 24-hour period, you'll get the seven-day period right. But sometimes the seven-day period can be out of touch if you have an event coming up or if you have something on, for example. So, again, um, don't stress too much about day-to-day, -day, you know, fluctuations or meal timings. <laughs> I've done, done a video that, that well, there's a video went out on social media I mean, the other day and it was titled, a potato at six in the morning is the same as, same as a potato at six at night. Like, it is. <laughs> like, carbs don't suddenly... Get put on an evil cape and a set of fangs after 6 p.m. Like they're fine. Like if you want to have carbs after six, it's all good. Like just don't be gluttonous with them. <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm going to have this after this call. So <laughs> some halo top. <laughs> I've got half a tub of that to have. My calories are very high though. I will say that. <laughs> Any questions? 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 Cheap meals from Darren. Cheap meals and all day. Should it be meal? Or off plan day. Darren, it should absolutely not be an off plan day. <laughs> an off plan day can send a fucking week down the spiral. Um, if you're starting your breakfast, if you start like, there's only so much damage you can do at one meal. There's a meal off plan in everybody's meal plan every single week. Sometimes too, if you're, if you're maybe in a muscle building phase and you've got a bit more freedom. And even at that, I'll say, listen, if you want to have something on Friday and Saturday, fine, just make sure and be conscious about balancing your calories the first half of those days. But if you go out, you can do serious damage in a day. Like I, I used to have full-blown cheat days and they were disgusting. Like you're having chocolate for breakfast and God knows what else. And the, the reason that happens is... And I know why Darren's saying this because Darren was previously with a with a bodybuilding coach, and the bodybuilding coach told him he couldn't season his chicken or put salt on or, or put sauce in chicken. Now, if anyone can show me a person who has failed to lose weight because there was 
cayenne pepper and garlic powder on their chicken, I'll show you a liar. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, the, do not. The reason Darren's asking that is because he was being so restricted during the week. I know for a fact he was probably likely being given a cheat day because you feel like you need it. Like you just feel like you need a fucking blowout. That should not be the case in, in the, the way we structure our plans. We include things like chocolate in the plans. We include things. I make some, I would like to think I make a decent effort with the meals. I'm making them reasonably tasty. Like you have to enjoy the nutrition aspect. If you don't, you're fucked. You're, you're never going to be able to stick to it long term. No chance. The goal with anything like this is when you start it, you're doing it through the lens of you're going to do it for the rest of your life. If you're not, you're, you're wasting your time, totally wasting your time. So when it comes to cheat days, you can do so much damage in a day. You can do 5,000 calories quite easily, especially if you've been restricted. When it comes to a meal, that's a different ball game. There's only so much damage you can do by having a starter, a main course, and a dessert. And I would always say, this is how I like it. When I'm really pushing a fat loss phase, I will go out. Obviously, you can't do that just now. I will go out for a meal as opposed to bringing stuff in because you'll go, I'll go to Tesco and you do a bit of browse and I'll go, oh, I fancy some of those cookies, I fancy a bit of that dairy milk, I fancy, you know, those Reese's species. And I'll go, I'll have 30% of each of them. Bullshit. They, every single last bit of it gets tanned that night. And we all were all guilty of that. So being selective about bringing a meal into the house or maybe you order a takeaway or you order something in for a meal, that's fine. It's not, that's, that's not going to cause any hassle. Um, but a day you can do some serious damage. Just don't let the meal turn into three o'clock onwards on a Saturday. <laughs> that's what I would say. Um, it's not, it's not a, a second half. It's not an, uh, a half board <laughs> Saturday meal here we're talking about. Um, Dean, no questions here. Uh, oh, no, Dean does have a question. Sorry, I was looking the wrong bit. When stripping fat, do you risk losing any muscle from areas like shoulders and arms? Not if you're training with resistance. It is almost impossible to lose any sort of muscle if you are training with some form of resistance. Literally one hard set per week will maintain muscle mass. So what you will see, though, is you will see changes in the inches. You may see your arms getting smaller, but you had fat there that you didn't know about. When my when I done my photo shoot prep, I wasn't overly fat when I started. I had, I had a top two, we'll say, of abs, but I lost an inch and a half off my arms, which is quite significant. They were like 15 and something to start, and they went down to like 13 and a half inches. There is not much visible fat in my arms. They're probably about 15 and a half just now, just over 15. If I dieted down, they would they would easily lose a good inch and a half. None of that is muscle. It is excess body fat and it is excess water and glycogen. As you lose body fat, you lose less areas which store water and glycogen, which is carbohydrates stored inside your body. These are, they are stored both in the muscle cell and in your fat tissue. As they reduce, everything shrinks in size. But you are not physically losing muscle mass unless you stop resistance training. Now, how one of the best ways you can gauge this is how's your performance in the gym? Are you improving week on week or at least maintaining? 
as long as you're not going into a very aggressive fat loss phase where you're getting really, really lean, you should be able to maintain or at least uh, you should be able to improve or at least maintain your, your performance and your workouts the majority of the time. You're not going to smash the gym and smash your PBs every single week for never ending. Like, that's just not going to happen. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. But as long as you're not seeing drastic decreases in performance, you're good to go. In fact, someone, if, if, if you're coming into a program like this and you have not been training for a while, you've not been exposed to a proper structure when it comes to training, when it comes to nutrition, you will likely build muscle and lose fat at the same time. That still may result on you losing some inches, but it doesn't fucking matter. It's fat that you're losing. If you're improving in performance, if you're seeing your waist measurement, this is, the, this is honestly the two best metrics out there. How's your gym performance and how's your waist measurement? If your waist measurement's going down, you're losing fat. If your gym performance is going up, you're building muscle. <laughs> simple um, so many people get caught up in the scale and it's so very easy to do we all want that number but I have yet to meet one person who genuinely cares about what the number in the scale is you don't you want to you care about how you look and how you feel <laughs> anyone who tells me anything different I, I, I'll, I'll take them on <laughs> questions questions I switched the, the protein shake to morning rather than evening is that an issue um, Federico, <laughs> potato at six and eight, potato at six a.m. or six p.m. is the same. <laughs> he's actually quoted that in his, his question here. Um, not that's not a problem. The only thing I would say is, as long as you're still getting some protein in the morning, um, that's essential because you do want to split your protein feedings evenly throughout the day if you can, due to the fact that each time you consume around 20 to 40 grams of protein, you get a spike in what's called muscle protein synthesis, which is essentially the building process and the building blocks of muscle tissue. So if you spike that more often, you give yourself more chance of building muscle and maintaining it as well. So if you're pulling the shake in the morning, ensure that you're also having some form of protein as well in the morning. It can go in the evening, that's fine, but ensure you're also having um, the... The, 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 the some form of protein source as well in the morning. Um, doo -doo -doo, thank you. No, no, no. no questions, no questions. Questions, questioned. Let me see, let me see. Craig, continue to push. Sounds good. Sounds good. Rob. All good, all good here. No questions from Ross. Doo -doo -doo. Oh. Nope, trying to join just now. David, all good. So we are all good. Questions are done. Anyone on the call got any other questions? Anything I can help with at all just now? Louise I was just going to ask, yeah, um, it was just about the meal plan. So say you had like 50 calories at night to have like a piece of chocolate and it's like dark chocolates on the plan, but could you have any piece of chocolate that was that many calories or just dark chocolate like... Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> dark, dark chocolate has more antioxidants and some slightly better health benefits. It's slightly lower in sugar, but like 50 calories of chocolate is going to make zero difference long term. Yeah, that's fine. No issues. No issues. That's fine. Dean, you look like you're a question there, mate. You, you're sitting up, you're ready to go. <laughs> I feel I should apologise for the heart, though. 
<laughs> All good. Josh, I realised I still have not sent you a referral fee for Ross, actually. <laughs> I just, I've just remembered that there, mate. I've seen it in your no, um, for anyone who doesn't know, there is a referral fee for anyone who joins, um, up to 100 quid for anyone who's got any friends who feel they could benefit from the programme. Just thought I would share that out. Um, but if anyone's got any questions, Josh, you got any questions, mate? Anything can help with? No, mate, all good this week, all good. Good man, good man. Um, so the, the, only, the only one I had, Andrew, but I put it in that question here was... Yes. I don't think I'd struggle to hit my calories. So I'm like 2,500, but... I think I'm, I'm mostly hitting around the 2,000 mark. I think yeah. you should see things like the mid-morning snack. Yeah. Because I'm having breakfast, I'd be saying 9 o'clock. I'm not really hungry in between breakfast and lunch. Uh, and like, I've just had dinner. I think I'm about 1,800 today. But should I be, like, for example, going and have something now to hit that calorie intake? Or should I just be keeping it around the 2,000? So the, if that the- makes sense. Yeah, the thing is, and you often eat that. This is one of the most common things I hear in the, the plan first week is I cannot fucking believe how much food I'm eating. Like, <laughs> I'm not hungry. You, you're just eating more volume of food because it's more healthy, more wholesome choices like fruits, veggies, you know, decent carbohydrates, lean proteins, and things like that. What I always say is you want to lose fat on as high a calories as you possibly can. So if you can still, if we still see a decent rate of progress and you're hitting like two and a half thousand calories, try and get to it. Listen, you don't need to force feed yourself, like especially if you're trying to lose fat, but there is going to come a time when you're going to get hungry. <laughs> there is going to come a time you're going to go, fuck, what I would do to have two and a half thousand calories just now. <laughs> so the goal for, for a fat loss phase, especially in early phases is, Keep the calories as high as you can while you're while the scale is still dropping, because at some point we will hit a plateau. That is a one hundred percent certainty. There is going to be a plateau at some point, so we will have to cut the calories. It is better to hit a plateau at two and a half thousand calories than hit a plateau at eighteen hundred calories, because you have so much more room to cut at two and a half thousand calories than you do at eighteen hundred. Yes, you will lose fat probably slightly quicker in the earlier stages if you're sitting around 1800 2000 but i would try and say try and get it up to to close to the 2500 um because as we cut as we progress as we move further on we drop the calories lower and lower with that that does need to happen over time in order to continue to see the rate of progress that we'd like so having more calories to cut from is a good thing um but I w- i'll tie it back into like you don't need to be sitting force feeding yourself at night, you know. Right, so, for example, yeah. so the, the buffalo chicken wrap, for example, was like three wraps, and I thought yeah. I've had two here, and I'm struggling to try and eat a fourth. <laughs> you'll you'll often find that, especially as you switch a diet as well, um, especially yeah. as you switch the way you eat things when you switch over to a higher volume food approach like you are in this it's kind of like what the fuck is going on here? Right. I think it's just getting the habits in the morning as well because in the past I just have like porridge or something. Yeah, uh, and then you sit hanger. It was like one of your videos you done before, and then folks sitting like bulge at night. Yeah, so it's just trying to get the food spread across the full day. Yeah, but 100%. first week, so still plenty yeah. of time. Always, there's always going to be a feeling out period as well, mate. Like something we listen. I, I'm not. I'm not going to say 
Um, we come on every single week. Everyone starts this program and gets the fucking perfect meal plan every time. You know, um, the <laughs> there's Dean chipping in there. That doesn't last. You'll be starving in a few weeks. <laughs> there you go. Um, Josh knows as well. He was hungry a few weeks ago. Um, Sorry, I'll, I'll just bang these thousand calories. I said I mean the calories for two weeks ago. The thing, the thing is as well, like and I hold my hand up. We don't get it right every time, like. Sometimes we don't get it right. <laughs> like we just don't. Well, if I get somebody's meal plan and calories right every single time they, they join, you'd be asking me for the lottery numbers. You know, um, not a meal plan, a training program. So it may be a case of that calories are slightly too high, and if we're losing weight at a decent rate, and you and you're feeling good and you're fine, maybe the two thousand calorie marks where we should be starting. Um, but try and feel it out. Try and feel it out as close to the marks as you can. And, and report back what we will obviously put in the check-in and things like that as well. Calories slightly lower than normal, then we will base up based off of that, assess where the kind of weight's at. So it's that process of tweaking and adjusting moving forward that's really going to lead to the success over time. Yeah. You think yeah. would there be an option maybe? So eating stuff in the slightly higher calories to hit the 2,500? Yep. Yep. that makes sense. So yeah. Like, yep. So I'm not having a mid-morning snack, but I'm having potentially a more higher-calorie breakfast. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Not a problem. Not a problem. Like, even even throwing something like this in in the evening, you know, (laughs) these are good to go. You know, it's 320 calories. I mean, I've only got half a top here, but probably... I nearly nearly had a shot with the pork keg sausages instead of the chicken. Ah, they're they're quite high in fat. (laughs) Chicken, I mean, use them up, but nah, they're, they're, they're not the same. <laughs> they're, they're very, very high in calories compared to the chicken ones. They, they, they are quite significant in difference. Um, so chicken ones moving forward. <laughs> um, but anyone, any other questions? We all good? All happy? All fucking ready to go for next week? <laughs> ready to close out the weekend strong? That's what I like to hear. Good, good stuff. Right, team, thank you very much for your attendance tonight. I really appreciate that. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it and took something from it. I know it's a bit more um, mindset approach tonight and it's slightly different, but I do think it's very important to talk about this kind of stuff as well. Um, but for anyone who's listening back to the podcast and enjoyed it, if you want to leave a review, share on with a, a friend or tag me in it as well. That would be massively appreciated. Um, and also, if you haven't done so, grab your completely free two-week trial in the link below. Um, but hopefully you've enjoyed this, and we will see you all in the next one. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Right. You've been listening to Fitness for 9 to Fivers with Andrew Marsham. You're a grown-ass human being. You have a job, maybe two kids errands bills a wife friends and while the excuse list gets bigger so does your waist that's where andrew comes in until next time find andrew on facebook at andrew.marsham.737 and on instagram at andrew marsham underscore fitness to reach out to andrew send an email at amfit1993 at gmail.com We'll see you next time.